Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we have Ryan Holtzman, CEO of Holt Electrical Supply. But before we get to this week's episode, I want to thank my sponsors. First, NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Enterprise Bank and Trust, Go Brand Go, and the Tom James Company. And now to this week's episode with Ryan Holtzman. Ryan Holtzman, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you coming on here today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Excited to chat with you. Absolutely. So we got introduced by actually by a couple people, Brandon Dempsey over Go Brand Go, who's a, a good friend of mine. It sounds like a good friend of yours and a sponsor of this podcast. They take care of all of our marketing and branding for us. And so he's, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. yeah he's I'm just okay. kidding. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. I've known him quite a while. Um, good, good friend of mine, good mentor to me, actually. So uh, he introduced us and I've known about, you know, Holt for a long time, actually. Um, and uh, I'm excited really just to kind of dive in about the, the, the changes in leadership you guys have had, the growth you guys have had, um, and really your view on leadership today. But let's kind of start what I always say is in the beginning. So talk to us about growing up and the path that led you to becoming the CEO of Holt. Yeah, sure. First, just, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've had a, a great uh, run of episodes up to now, so hopefully I can uh, follow in, in your footsteps up to now, but I do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, our our history is uh, is pretty, pretty basic. Um, I grew up in our business more as kind of a, you know, just an employee through high school, through college, you know, pushing a broom, using a mop, um, and really never took a a true vested interest in the business. Um, I mean that of course, respectfully, but it was just never something that, you know, I knew I was always going to do. Um, so I had spent, you know, different summers here or there working at a location in St. Anne or our location in St. Louis. But at the time it was, you know, really just a job, uh, a summer job. I just happened to be the owner's kid. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know how that goes. Um, and, you know, I really started looking into our business um, into the, you know, around 2012. So I'm from St. Louis, grew up in St. Louis County, uh, went to school in Indiana, uh, graduated uh, from IU and moved to Chicago actually for eight years. I had my beautiful wife there. Uh, we'd actually worked together at a third party logistics company um, and things were pretty good. Um, I kept tabs on what was going on back at home. Uh, certainly, you know, I have a great relationship with my family and knew what was going on with the business, but, uh, really it was never our plan 
specifically that I was going to come back into the business or in what capacity would I come back into the business? Um, and so, you know, in the summer of 2012, I got a call from my dad who, you know, had survived some ups and downs through business. Um, I knew from afar that we were growing, that, uh, you know, the company was on a, a good trajectory. Um, and the call was pretty basic. He called me and he said, Hey Ryan, it's, uh, it's going to be you or somebody else. And I was like, what? you know, what are, what are you talking about? You know, I'm at work. And he's like, well, you know, I, I need you here. We're growing. Um, you know, I need, I need somebody to help me kind of sustain some of this growth that we've created. And, uh, you know, I, I think it should be you. So I kind of took a step back and, you know, growing up in a, in a family business, um, it's in the back of your mind that it's always an option. Uh, for me, there was never any pressure. It was never necessarily the plan. So something that we just, ironically enough, really didn't talk about. I know that might sound a little crazy, but that's, uh, that's the reality. So, um, you know, basically two weeks later, you know, I resigned at my job in Chicago and started commuting, uh, that summer and was thrown right into the fire, uh, here. And, uh, that kind of started my path here at Holt. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think what's cool about that is you didn't have the plan, right? It was, there was not a whole lot of conversations about you taking over as CEO at some point. But, you know, to your point, I'm sure it was it's always in the back of everybody's mind that when there's an owner of an organization and they have a son or a daughter, that there's a chance that, that person could, you know, eventually take over that business at some point. And then, you know, some companies don't. Some companies sell or or get acquired or, or whatever you, it may be. But um, I think it's pretty cool that you that wasn't really your original plan. And you were you were creating your own destiny. You were creating your own path forward. Um, and then, it, you know, then it kind of happened. So. Talk to us about the business and exactly what you guys do. So those people who are listening to this episode who are thinking Holt Electrical Supply, who are they? Yeah, sure. We're um, we're a wholesale electrical distributor. So, you know, most days uh, we're here supplying uh, electrical products to electrical contractors and customers throughout, you know, roughly a 250 mile radius of St. Louis. So we really focus heavily on commercial construction. We also do residential construction. Um, and so we've got, you know, a handful of logistics centers around St. Louis. We go down as far south as Cape Girardeau. Um, and basically, we've got warehouses that are stocked with product that we distribute to electrical contractors who are building something. Um, and so that's, you know, it's a very um, labor intensive uh, business. It's a... Uh, not that glorious, uh, you know, it's, it's a great business, but it's, uh, you know, boots on the ground, heavy lifting, a lot of trucks, a lot of equipment, and, uh, we distribute products. So we represent, you know, about 250 manufacturers across all of our business lines. Um, and we distribute those to our customers, uh, here in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, you know, some people say it's not what I would call a flashier, sexy business, but it definitely pays the bills and it's a business that's needed, obviously. Um, but so talk to us about, you mentioned earlier, the growth of the organization, um, and how it was continuing to grow and, and you and I chatted obviously before this, um, but talk to us about how the business has kind of changed and developed over the years and how the growth has continued to put, you know, put you guys in new positions. So, you know, when, when I came here in, in 2012, you know, the, the company really had experienced, you know, roughly five years, year over year growth. Um, and, that growth, I don't want to say it wasn't contained, uh, but the systems really weren't in place, you know, to do more. Um, and so a lot of my early time was just spent building that infrastructure, figuring out what we had, where we needed to go, you know, if we were going to do what we did over the previous five years, 
did we have the people to do it? Do we have the systems to do it? And do we really have the wherewithal to do it? And so a lot of that, you know, that initial time was spent laying infrastructure um, and just getting systems and people and processes in place. But growth is, is challenging. Uh, there's a lot that comes with it that you don't really recognize until you're kind of in the fire. You know, you think, oh, we can just, you know, grow 50% or 30% or whatever your target is. And you don't really realize all the, the pains that are going to come with it or the unforeseen things that, that might happen. And so this company really has transformed, not just, you know, over the eight years that I've been here, but really since our inception. And one thing that is constant here is change. Um, our teams know that. They know that, you know, where we're at today isn't where we're going to be tomorrow. Uh, and they're, they're pretty in tune with that. Um, but it's, it's a tough, tough journey in making sure that, you know, your people are ready, that they understand where you're going. And admittedly, we weren't the best at communicating where we were going or how we were going to get there. You know, our vision is our vision and we see it and we know it. Uh, but getting our organization on board with that, making sure they understand really not only where we want to go, but how are we going to get there was, was something that we really struggled with because we were moving at such a, a fast clip. And, you know, things were, were good, we're building, we're opening locations uh, and, and things of that nature, we're adding people. But a struggle was just making sure that everyone understood that we were transparent in that journey and that, you know, we could all get there quicker together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you and I have talked about this uh, previously, but you did a, a talk, I guess, uh, uh, the President's Forum not too long ago, and there were six points that you kind of outlined there. So talk to us about those six points. Yeah, so one of the things that I, you know, really focus on uh, is is growth, and I was taught uh, in an early age that if you're not growing, you're dying, uh, which might not sound like the best phrase, but it's something that that we really live by. So some of the the points that we really focus on um, in in terms of growth is one, just just picking your battles. Uh, change is hard. Growth is hard. You know, you, you can't rule with an iron fist. You have to be able to navigate the waters. And when you, when you've got a fight or a battle that you want to pick, go for it, but don't every day, you know, be that leader, or that, uh, that manager who comes in and just wants everything to change your way or the highway. And so, you know, that, that's important. Um, staying true to who you are, uh, is something that we really talk a lot about, you know, when, when you change and you grow, obviously new opportunities present themselves. There's new customers, there's new employees, everything. There's, you know, the, the world opens up with constant change every direction that you go, but not forgetting where you came from, not forgetting those who, you know, put you in the position that you're in today and bringing them along in that journey has really been a big part of, of our growth. Um, we have, not everything we've done has, has been a success. We've eliminated business lines. We've honed down on really the core of what we, what does Holt do and, and what do we do well and making sure that that's what we focus on. Um, the, my third one, you know, is that you just can't take the work out of work. Uh, we're an incredibly hardworking organization. Uh, you know, there's, are there systems and efficiencies and better ways to do things? Of course, uh, but nothing replaces work. Uh, and so, you'll, you know, our teams here will hear me say quite a bit that you just, you, you can't take the work out of work. Um, another was, just eliminating the easy button. So for us, a big pain point of our growth was, you know, we had central points of decision-making, like with any small business, you know, as you're a 10, 20, 30 person organization, there's usually a leader at the top who 
you know, is constantly getting questions, uh, problems that need to be solved. And, you know, what we learned was while we were growing and things were going well, that was really a bottleneck for our organization. One, slowing us down that, you know, we couldn't make decisions quick enough because they were all being bottlenecked. But two, we weren't developing leaders. You know, we weren't developing developing teams who could think outside the box, solve their own problems, you know, bring a solution, not a problem. Um, and so as we kind of change that mindset, you know, I would say that our business was, uh, you know, kind of decided to run through, you know, a leader's doorway, meaning that an employee would come in, they'd ask a question, they'd be given an answer <clears throat> and then a way that, you know, they would go. Um, but now if somebody comes in with this question, you know, it's, what do you think? Or, you know, Hey, why don't you bring us a couple options and then we can maybe make a, you know, a recommendation. Um, and then another one, you know, is just taking risk and investing in your business. I tell other leaders all the time, you know, I'll ask the question, do you, you know, how many of you, you know, invest in the stock market or have investments outside of your business? And, you know, something that we like to do is really look at our business as an investment and looking at, you know, you've got places that you can invest, you know, across the country. But if you look at your business, like, an investment like a stock, something that you can pour investment into and hopefully get a return on, it, you can grow a little bit quicker. Um, and so being risky, having some fun, thinking outside the box and, you know, not being scared to put some more chips on the table um, is something that we've really relied on. And then lastly, but probably most importantly, it's just that uh, caring matters. And so what I mean by that is just, you know, being human, uh, thinking about your teams, what they're going through, and just being human, you know, as, as you grow and your business changes, you know, there's one thing that, that doesn't change. And that's that you've got nothing without your teams to come here and do the work every day and support you on that mission. And so uh, just listening and, and engaging with your teams, making sure that you're in tune with where they're at, where they need to, to be, where they want to go is something that we just really rely on uh, here at Hold. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, of all those points, the one I, that really stuck in my head when you're talking about it was developing leaders. Um, and you're absolutely correct. It's, you know, as, as an organization grows, you can't sustain by one person at the top making all the decisions, right? It, you know, right. The one, that, one, that person's not going to be having a lot of time to be strategic and, and, and think about the, the path forward. Um, but what's really cool about that is that you guys are empowering your people. That's the word that came to my mind when you said that you're empowering those people to make to, to learn and to uh, become a leader of not only their organization, but a leader in whatever their future endeavors are. Um, and so I had a great boss one time who did the same thing. He, when I would ask him a question, it would always be, well, what, do you, what are your thoughts? How do you think we should handle it? And, you know, I would answer it now, not all the time would, would we go my route now, you know, then that's okay. That's what makes it was makes us a, a good team. Um, but I'd always at least had to see the table to have a say so in, in, in whatever that was going to do because it impacted me and it impacted either the team that I was leading or the team that I was working with at the time. And so I think that's, I think it's very critical for an organization as you grow, because as you mentioned, there's a lot of challenges of growth and not all of them are, um, you know, most people probably wouldn't think about. I'm sure another challenging with growth is hiring people and making sure you have the right people in the, in the right seats of the organization, a, kind of a quote out of the book, good to great. But um, I've been with some several organizations that have, have seen rapid growth and there's definitely challenges that definitely come with it. But it sounds like you guys have continued to work hard at, at um, uh, keeping that growth going, but also managing that process in, in, in place. And now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, Enterprise Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
Enterprise Bank & Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more, visit enterprisebank.com. And now, back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. So talk to me a little bit, you know, you took over the CEO, uh, the CEO helm, and um, there had to be some about some a little bit of a learning experience, you know, once you took it over. I mean, you can, you can think you're prepared for that and, and be prepared for that. But once you take over and now, and now you're sitting at the top, how does that dynamic change? And what's been probably the, the biggest learning curve or learning experience you've had? Yeah. So, the, you know, the, I took over at a pretty interesting time, which was, you know, right before COVID here last year. Um, and as we, you know, our, our leadership team had conversations, um, I, I think as, as a team, we, we knew and felt it was time. Um, and, there was really no confusion or, you know, it was a, a lot of uniformity around that decision. Um, and to be honest, not a lot of thought really went into my head that kind of, as you said, that things were going to change or that uh, people were going to necessarily perceive you and your role differently. You know, to me, it was more, you know, I'm out really as the face of the organization from the leadership team out, uh, you know, it's time for us really as much internal as it was external to say to our employees too, that, you know, we're, this is a changing of the guard. We're all still here, but this is how we think things are going to go. And uh, you know, we're comfortable with the direction that we're in. We're comfortable with Ryan and, you know, him guiding our future. Um, but certainly, you know, if, if you take COVID off the table, because I think that's one of those things that, you know, while certainly had its very unique set of challenges and was an incredibly difficult time to step in, you know, and lead, um, one of the things I think that's just really changed is really just the overall kind of the buck stops here notion, you know, as, as the CEO or the executive leader of the company, you know, it, I wasn't in a position anymore where I could say, well, I'm not quite there yet. And so, you know, if we miss something here or, you know, responsibility could still kind of be moved. Whereas now those decisions, you just weigh them a little bit differently because in the end, you know, you've, you've got the title, you're the leader of the organization and people are relying on you, you know, for their future, for their stability, you know, the decisions that are made here in my office every day are impactful and, yeah. you know, can positively or negatively affect people here, customers or direction that the company goes. And so, you know, just that kind of added sense of responsibility um, and really just kind of perception of, uh, you know, when, when you go out and talk to people, you know, I'm a pretty casual guy. Um, I like to just get out, have a good time in, in our work and, and, you know, meet with people and, and all those types of things. But I think people really do look at you a little bit differently. Um, and, and at times almost like too seriously, you know, I'm not that serious of a person. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, it's like a, the, the title to me is almost a little, a little much, you know, I, I, yes, I love leading our company and, and our teams and in our direction, but sometimes I, I wish it was kind of not there. So, you know, people just kind of look at you like you're a member of the organization. And so I think that's really the, the responsibility and making sure that everyone in our span of care, you know, our employees, their families um, is taken care of. Um, I, I, I felt that uh, really more than anything. And I'm sure COVID had some, you know, things to do with that, but that was really the biggest change for me. Sure. Absolutely. Well, 
Um, and as you alluded to, I mean, what a hard time to step in is at the helm, right? And take that responsibility as CEO when nobody knew what to do, you know, March of last year. I mean, our organization went through the same thing as your organization and as, as many other organizations here. It was like, okay, now what do we do? You know, like, okay, right. we're, we're all going remote and um, you got to work from your house. And it was, it was definitely a challenging time for everybody. And for any small business, I'm sure it's, it was a challenging time, but to be the leader of the organization and have the, the weight on your shoulders to make those decisions. Cause to your point, you have a lot of people who rely on those decisions inside that organization. So um, definitely, I'm sure it was a, it was a challenging time, but I would say it probably, you know, it probably taught you something and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully fingers crossed it's behind us at this point, but um, for sure. we'll, we'll see how to, how the next few months develop, but Let's talk about um, really your leadership style, and um, let's let's let me ask a question this way: If you, you, I'm sure there's going to be employees of Holt Electrical Supply that are going to listen to this episode, and, and people who know you. But if there was somebody inside your organization that, you know, they were they want they want to be a leader, they want to be a manager, which I will always say, managers and leaders are two totally different things. Um, what what advice would you give to them if there was somebody in your organization or another organization, for that matter, that was aspiring to become a leader? The biggest advice that I would give them is to, you know, if you want to lead, lead that that's what leaders do. They step out in front of the pack. They show the direction in the future. You know, don't wait for somebody to come knocking on your door or to to sit into a review or a meeting or whatever, a cup of coffee with, you know, your manager, supervisor, whoever to tell you, Hey, you know, I really think you, you could be this person. Certainly that's an okay route. Uh, but if you know that you've got it in you and you want to take the reins, just take them. You know, the worst thing that could happen is somebody tells you to pull them back. Yeah. And so, you know, natural leadership and the ability to move people in a direction in, in, in which that they'll follow is not easy. Uh, but if you have those instincts or it's in your head, you know, I tell people is just do it, you know, just step outside that comfort zone. I mean, the good things happen when you get uncomfortable. Um, and if you can do it, go for it. Um, good things will happen. And, and from my, my vantage point, we love seeing leaders pop up throughout the organization. It's, it's so rewarding when you see, you know, employees who have developed, whether over a short amount of time or a longer amount of time, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, that game of Chuck E. Cheese with the, the little, uh, what are they hedgehogs and you hit them with the little hammer, you know, and you try to hit yeah. them all. Um, when you look out and you see people just popping up, you know, out, out in the field of, of Holt and they, you know, that they've got the ability, but not only the ability, but the wherewithal to just do it. And so, you know, we've got a whole, a whole group of folks out there that at any point in time may just be a shining star. And, uh, some of our best leaders, some of our best, uh, team members have just stepped up and done it. And so that, that's the thing that I would really encourage people to do is, you know, get uncomfortable and just do it. Don't wait for somebody to come tell you or to give you permission to lead. If you're the right person for the job, you'll do it. People will follow and, and others will see that. Um, but don't don't get in your own way of, of becoming that leader. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you're sitting back in a position right now in a company and you're listening to this episode and and you you know got passed up to be the manager of a department or leader of a department or anything along those lines because you were just waiting for them to ask you. You got to put yourself out there. You gotta you got to one make sure that leadership inside the company knows that you want to be a manager or leader. Um, right. I think that's also very critical. 
Um, but also to, to, to Ryan's point, you get, you gotta just do it. You, you can't just you know, let everybody else make decisions and, and just take their path. I mean, you gotta at least add your opinion. And, and as Ryan said, if, if you're, if you're overstepping, you know, somebody will, will pull you back a little bit, but a good leader, successful leader would let you uh, continue to, to grow in that, in that area and guide you and coach you and, and, and pick you up in, in the organization. And so I think that's what makes good companies, great companies when they have leaders inside of those organizations who are in a, in a management position or a, an executive position, and, and they want to see other employees that are, you know, either newer to the company or younger in an age. Um, become a leader. Um, the people who can empower those people to become leaders is it really makes a, a good company a great company, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you there. Absolutely. So let's talk about the culture at, at Holt. Um, obviously, you know, culture can be created in a lot of different ways. It's been a buzzword here as of late. Um, but it, what I usually see is there's several people inside of an organization that create culture. It's not always the CEO or the owner of the organization, but obviously they definitely have an impact on it. So talk to us about the company culture at Holt and kind of how that is led with inside your organization. So culture for me is a, an, an interesting topic. Um, you know, you'll, you'll hear me say from time to time that you can't create culture, you have to protect it. Um, and this was not something that I just, you know, have always known or always thought it's certainly through some <laughs> trial and error um, and, and uh, some, you know, maybe not so great decisions that have kind of, that I've arrived at that point. But so to elaborate a little bit, what I mean is that most, most companies already have a culture, you know, who, who their people are, why they show up every day to do what they do, you know, to serve those who that, that company serves. And, you know, when I came into our organization, you know, culture was, and, and always has been talked about amongst different businesses and different publications. And, you know, I thought when I was younger that, oh, you know, if we could make the office cool and, you know, we've got, you know, swings and, you know, like we're, it's like Google's office. So like, we're going to have a cool culture and it's going to be so fun here and people are going to love to work here. Um, and as, you know, the clock kind of kept ticking, my eyes and ears opened up a little bit more. You know, I realized that our culture was actually amazing. Um, we have a team of, incredibly hardworking people that really care about what they do. There's a lot of passion into what they do. They show up um, and making sure that we continue to not only foster and develop those people, but to find more people that have that same mentality was something that we learned was, was really, really important. Sure. We could have a really cool office with fun stuff and, you know, have happy hours and a kegerator here, which we don't, but maybe, maybe we should get one. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it was something that to me was like, wow, we, we've already got it. You know, this, this team is amazing. The, you know, they care about what they do. They're passionate. You know, how do you find that? You know, find us more of that. Um, and so when I say that you can't create it, you have to protect it. You know, I don't know if that's applicable to everybody. For us, it certainly was like, wow, it's, it's here. Don't let something get in the way of, of diminishing that, whether that's a bad decision that I make or a team member that, that isn't on that bus. Um, exactly. And so we really work hard to maintain that kind of internal caring and purpose um, and strive to continue being like, you know, who Holt was as when we started many years ago. And, um, and so that's something that we, we really work on. Um, and so for me personally, you know, I'm here, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm in the trenches every day with our teams. I, I try to lead by example and work hard. I, I love to work um, and I love to work here, um, but you just can't, 
there's really just no, no shortcuts in our business. And you just, you have to put the work in, you have to do it. Um, and it's rewarding. You know, we've, we solve a lot of problems for people. We keep job sites moving um, and, and we deliver. And so for us, like that, that is our culture is, is who we are, how we do what we do and making sure that we, we don't lose that is definitely, you know, on my radar so that, you know, we don't become this, this company that, you know, really just focuses on the things we have or how we do those things, but more so the people that are here that have always been here that, that really do care and have that purpose to me, that's our culture. And, and that's what we don't want to lose sight of. Oh, well, absolutely. And I mean, protecting it is absolutely a big piece of that. And to your point, you know, uh, an individual can change a company's culture pretty quickly. If you get somebody in there who is not either a on the right bus or be in the right seat, I use that a lot, but I think that's critical to any organization from a culture perspective. And to your point, you don't necessarily have to have swings and ping pong tables and all that right. inside of an organization to make good company culture. What culture really is, is for somebody to believe in what you do as an organization and have the passion and the, and the heart to get up every day and come work as hard as they can for your company because they love what your company stands for and how they're treated with inside that organization. And that doesn't, that doesn't, to your point, it's not really created. It's, it's just, it's, it's all about finding those people who are willing to do what they need to do to make the company do, you know, grow and be successful. Um, and that's why I think the good book, good to great is so such a good book is it? I mean, it talks about all of that inside there. Um, and yeah, can you make a workplace fun by putting a, a kegerator and then beer in there? Well, sure. You, I mean, that can add to the company culture, but it definitely won't create it. Right. Um, it'll just be, you know, some stuff that, you know, can be added to it. If you have, if you have employees that don't believe in what you do and they don't, um, they don't trust the leaders of the organization and they and don't respect them, then your company culture is going to be a really hard company culture to, to handle and putting a kegerator and a ping pong table there definitely is not going to fix it. So right. I think you make a very good point there. I always end this podcast, Ryan, by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. So I always say that that could be life in general. It could be about running the business or, or it can be about, you know, anything you want to leave us with. But if you could leave us with one piece of advice, uh, what would it be? Wow. That's a tough one. Uh, um, you know, I guess it would be, you know, just find something that you're, you're passionate about. You know, if, if you can find passion, whether it's in your work or your hobbies, um, it just makes everything that much easier and that much more enjoyable. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not like our business, you know, electrical supplies isn't uh, kind of, we were talking about earlier, the sexiest business or, you know, we're not selling the most fun widgets or gadgets out there, but if you're passionate about it and you really enjoy it, you know, it's, it's much easier to put the time and effort in and to really make, you know, sound, thoughtful decisions uh, because you care. And uh, you know, for me, that's, really what helps drive me every day is, is just the passion for what I do for our teams, for where we're going. Um, and so to me, it, it honestly doesn't feel like work. It's just where I come every day, you know, for half of my day and, and you spend a lot of time here. Um, and that's, it's great. Um, and so for me, that's, that's really enjoyable. And I think for any of you out there, if, if that's something that just, you can find something you're passionate about, uh, you can find a lot more enjoyment in life in that. Um, and it just doesn't feel like it's work or a job. It's just, you know, something that you do and you truly enjoy. So th that's what I'd leave you with. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that piece of advice. And on behalf of myself and everyone here at the STL Leaders Podcast, I appreciate uh, the work you're doing here in our community and the and leadership that you have. Um, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. 
Stay tuned for next week's episode with Mark Breimer.